Welcome to Juice Box Sports, presented by Seed Geek. I'm your host, Mario, and in today's episode, we have KC making a splash, Jenkins shooting scandal, the Pedro Baez report, and Astros' golden years. Felons have become one of the most iconic symbols of Kansas City, adorned on the streets of the city, on flags, and on its nickname, the City of Fountains. And now the, they will be splashed across the chest of Royal players. The Royals unveiled their Nike City Connect uniforms on Monday, paying tribute to the fountains that have always adorned Kansas City as a gesture of welcomeness and openness around the city. The team will wear the, the jerseys for the first time on Saturday against the Yankees at Kauffman Stadium. The organization is planning special content and events that day to celebrate the debut of the jerseys. The Royals began working the, with Nike and MLB on a design for the jerseys last fall and narrowed the theme down to the fountains which is evident in the caps and the logo on the left side of the jersey. Jerseys are two-toned with dark blue and powder blue. While the Royals are traditionally associated with the powdered blue, the team wanted to include Navy as a reference to city deep baseball roots. And the other teams like the Athletics, Monarchs, and Blues, Blue Stockings, and Packers that have worn the Navy color. Details on the jersey are a nod to Royals history or the city. The stripping on the sleeves is similar to the jerseys of the 1980s. There's a, there is an R in the crown above it on the right sleeve paying homage to the Royals original script the phrase hey 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 is sound into the collar to honor the Royals victory song by Paul McCurney. Other news a years old letter sent by Major League Baseball on night on the New York Yankees and obtained by ESPN on Tuesday details illicit use of technology during the 2015 and 2016 season that was relatively bending within the context of the sign-stealing scandal that occurred around the game. At the same time, early this month, the U.S. the second court of appeals denied the Yankees' request to keep the letter secret. From MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred to Yankees General Manager Brian Cashman, under seal, the letter was first published by N Sports Network New York on Tuesday. Manfred's letter contained information about technology violation that occurred before the commissioner issued a memo to all the teams in September 2017, a mandate that was regarded as a benchmark in the evolving concern about sign-stealing within the sport. Manfred warned teams that he will hold the front office and staffers accountable for violations and the violators faced penalties that included the possible loss of draft picks. Although Padre Baez, in a game against the Rangers, the Astros down one run in the eighth inning, turned to rookie reliever Parker Mashinksy and Ronald Blanco, Dusty Baker had little choice as the bullpen had been exhausted in recent games. Benign the entire bullpen, 
not Pedro Baez, who hasn't made an appearance since April 19. The veteran righty remained in the bullpen as Mashinsky and Blanco allowed three runs combined, sealing the Rangers' 6-2 victory. And the Astros signed Baez to a two-year contract, $12.5 million deal, dollar deal. In January 2021, it made sense the ex-Dodger hurler had been one of baseball's most consistent relievers since debuting in 2014. Amazing 356 inning across seven seasons in Los Angeles, finishing his tenure with a fairly remarkable 3.03 ERA, a 361 FIP, though he was on the wrong side of 30. There weren't any clear warning signs that hinted of a steep decline in velocity were it not for a shoulder injury he suffered shortly before the 2021 season. The 34-year-old Baez might still process his old mid-90s velocity today, but that's not reality. Following an extensive stay on the IL due to the prolonged shoulder issue by his average just 90.4 miles per hour with fastball late last year in limitation actions through three appearances so far in 2022 that figure has dipped below 90. Following an ostensibly healthy season offseason including three spring training outings based on the what happened last night or rather what didn't happen it appears Baez is the low man on the totem pole in a high leverage situation late in the game he was passed up by not one but two rookies the most damning part about it Baker probably made the right call given his substantial loss of velocity of four miles per hour since 2020 there's little no little reason to believe buying bias who has also lost six runs, three earned, two and one-third innings this season, while walking more batters than he struck out. Replicating his spring training strikeout-to-walk ratio, though, Baez is armed with two secondary pitches in the changeup and slider that have been effective in the past three years. It's unknown how viable they are with a 90 mile per hour fastball. There's a case to be made that Bias could still be a decent reliever because of his changeup and slider. The poor below notwithstanding, but the problem is that when he was pitched, he has looked thoroughly unimpressive. We're now in years, year seven of the Houston Astros golden years when many players coming and going over that time and a few that have lasted throughout the whole period of time. Owner Jim Crane noted that he only plans to retire numbers of Hall of Famers but there's a chance that some non-Hall of Famers could make that this list after all. The tenure of Crane's ownership is over. Crane could also change his mind once the team starts losing. To help with this, I will be comparing each player's statistics to an average Hall of Famer on a baseball reference using their main four Hall of Fame tests, Blank Ink, Hall of Fame Monitor, 
in the Hall of Fame standards, there is no question whether or not number 27 will be retired by the Astros in the future. Jose has been at the major league level since 2011, and being an Astro at such young age, he had to endure many dreadful bad losing seasons before finally reaching the pinnacle of the sport. He's a seven-time All-Star, an MVP winner, and a three-time batting title winner. Personally, I think his stats make him a Hall of Famer as he compares very similar to Dustin Pedroia, who I think will be in the Hall of Fame in his first year on the ballot. The only thing that could derail Otube is how the committee views the cheating scandal. So it is important that the Astros get a clean ring and Altuve performs well while doing so. Regardless of Altuve's Hall of Fame status, I believe his number will be retired due to his loyalty to the franchise and its system, as well as how he carries himself on and off the field. The story of how he got on to the majors also helps his case significantly. If he is not a Hall of Famer, Astros fans will probably force Crane's hand into retiring number 27. Thanks for listening to the Juicebox Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. Till next time.